When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 3 of the Jaguar Report Fantasy Football Podcast, and I am your host, Zach Schultz. Unfortunately, I'm uh, bringing you this episode live from the the Jaguars' funeral. This this team seems dead. Uh, there's no hope. Alright, I mean, sounds pretty, pretty nuts, right? Because that's about how ridiculous some people sounded this week on Twitter. Um, and honestly, it was just one of those days where everything that could have gone wrong did. I mentioned last week, uh, just because the 49ers were on the losing streak, they weren't suddenly a bad team. And it felt like a lot of people just assumed they were, and they based their expectations for this game off of that. I'm not going to take too much time to dive in deeply to what happened, um, because, yeah, I mean, we, we saw it. But I am going to talk about it from a fantasy standpoint, obviously. So I guess let's dive in. And here is the obligatory half PPR format note that all my rankings and points are based on half PPR. I think it's the most common format in the industry at this point and a good middle ground for just throwing out numbers and stuff. So we're going to start it off with Trevor Lawrence. It was bad. Uh, He was this week's QB 31. He had 4.1 fantasy points, 185 yards, two interceptions, a fumble. I mean, look, Trevor himself said it was his worst game of his career. And while, I mean, it can be argued that he himself has played worse before, but it was at least the most brutal loss of his career. The, the Jaguars' office had literally no answer to the 49ers' shell of a defense, and Trevor had no pocket to step into a, to avoid Nick Bosa and Chase Young. I know it's not what people want to hear, but the Titans' secondary has been fantasy gold a fantasy gold mine this season, so look for Trevor to bounce back. But at the same time, there's definitely cases where I wouldn't blame people for benching him. And as mentioned with the Titans, they're... They're 22nd in the league against quarterbacks in fantasy points allowed with 15.3 average. So it seems like an odd number due to the fact that they give up so many points to receivers that the quarterbacks would be down to 22nd as far as uh, fantasy scoring goes against them. But looking at it it from the standpoint of they don't give up like a ton of points in general um, and the offense is really just funneled through these receivers – that it kind of makes sense, and they've also only played uh, Lamar as far as like real threats on the ground from a quarterback, so they don't have the rushing stats to kind of pad that. Travis Etienne, he was this week's running back 39 with 5.4 points. He took 9 carries for 35 yards, 2 catches, 9 yards. Uh, He just edges out his worst game of the season by 0.2 points, which was week two against Kansas City. He he had nowhere to run, and once again, the Jags found themselves in panic mode. 
and it was an uphill battle for a big ETN day, to be honest. His nine carries were his lowest on the season. It was only the third game this year that he has less than 24 receiving yards to. We won't see many games like this out of him again, but unfortunately, up next, we got a solid Titans run defense. They are 18th in the league against running backs, giving up 17.5 fantasy points a game, which I am a little bit, I was a little bit surprised to see that they're down to 18th um, here, to be honest, considering that their run defense has been like top 10 in the league. But with that said, with how the game against the Niners went, I, I think ETN's going right back to his big workload. They got to get him going. Um, and as the Jags try to get back on track, hopefully he can catch some passes and find the end zone because they really need him to be like an effective functional back for the rest of this offense to click, I think. And then we can move on to Christian Kirk. This week's wide, sorry, wide receiver, 25. He had 11.4 fantasy points. Uh, he caught six of 11 targets for 104 yards and unfortunately lost that one fumble. Out of the three main pass catchers, I was willing to bet that Kirk would have been the lowest fantasy performer this week out of the three. And boy, I couldn't have been more wrong. With the way the 49ers def- the defense, the uh, way they defend the middle of the field and how vulnerable they had been recently on the outside, it... It just seemed like Kirk would get lost in the shovel. Once again, though, he was the most targeted receiver of the day and was the only one who could seemingly get anything going for the Jags. In a weird way, this was kind of a positive fantasy day for Kirk as Lawrence will continue to favor him, and it's not going to be this bad moving forward. Kirk is still a strong weekly wide receiver, too, and you just he's a plug-and-play guy you don't, you don't need to even think about benching. And he's got another plus matchup this week as the Titans uh, give up the seventh most fantasy points to receivers with 31.1 a game, which hopefully helps our next dude, Calvin Ridley. And his three-point performance this week left him as the week's wide receiver 70. Um, we've honestly reached depressing status for Calvin um, after he had a two-day or a two-catch day for 20 yards on three targets. He couldn't find any separation with an average separation of .85 yards against the Niners here, and that is from Jaguar Report's own Daniel Griffiths. I sure hope Ridley gets things figured out because the guy known as a route technician should be creating more separation than that. I'm not going to pretend like I know if it's play calling, scheme, whatever is impacting him, but the overall numbers should be significantly more than they are this was his second worst game this season fantasy wise and it's depressing that he's had a worse game (laughs) he also has five games under double digit fantasy points which quite frankly is just not going to cut it for a third round pick i've held out as long as i could before i hit the button on ridley but we've made it he will likely pop off a few solid games down the stretch but the hopes of that dominant number one guy are gone this feels like, once again, a great spot for Ridley against a weak secondary. And with Doug mentioning uh, needing more deep shots, it just it lines it up again for him. But at this point, I just can't put my money on it. Ridley remains a flex option if needed, and 
And it's just crazy that that's a real sentence at this point. Moving on to Evan Ingram. He was this week's tight end 24. A lot of super low uh, rankings this week, fantasy-wise, to no surprise. But Ingram had 3.2 points himself. Caught four balls on seven targets for only 12 yards. I know the whole game was forgettable. But honestly, I'm struggling to remember any of his catches. There's not much to look into here, though. It was a crap day all around. Ingram will be fine moving forward. I expect him to continue to lead the team in targets behind Kirk. This was Ingram's worst fantasy game of the season, to no surprise. But the encouraging thing here is he still saw seven targets, which gives him seven plus in every game since week two. The Titans create a unique matchup for Ingram as they are 31st in the league against tight ends and fantasy points against. I still think he gets back on track as he can continues to see just an incredible amount of targets. Finally, Jags defense special teams. They were the week's 22 defense. They scored one point. Highly doubt the Jags defense just gets slapped around like this again, considering the way they've played all year. That Brandon Ike touchdown was absolute garbage decision by Brock Purdy, and it easily could have been intercepted. It felt a lot like Calvin Ridley's touchdown drop against the Texans in week three, as far as just deflating moments early in a game go. They settled down nicely in the first half, but they were just on the field a ton. They were forced to deal with some short fields, and it was just a nightmare scenario for a defense in general. And thankfully, there's better days ahead here. I do think we get a nice get-right game here for the defense. They should be able to handle Derrick Henry for once, it feels like. And I'm willing to bet they force Will Levis into some bad decisions. The Titans offense does not even come close to the 49ers in terms of how much they scare you. So start the Jags defense with uh, great confidence this week. Let's go ahead and take a look at this past week's betting card. My first bet was Calvin Ridley over 55 and a half receiving yards. Big fail. Trevor Lawrence longest rush over nine and a half was a miss. And I, I have one play early. It was in the first half. I want to, I do know that I, I know he could have tucked it and ran off the right and he had a big gain, but he threw to Brenton strange and they just weren't on time with each other. So that sucks. Lastly, I had Brock Purdy over a half an interception and I feel like I got robbed, but it is what it is. That was just a terrible throw in the red zone, just into traffic, of different jerseys across his body. I mean, just, he just threw a lob up there. Should have been picked. Whatever. It is what it is, like I said. Luckily, outside the Jaguars game, I went two for two. Hit DK Metcalf over 64 and a half. And honestly, he gave me a scare. Took him to the last drive of the game to cross over that. And But we had Mike Evans, and he, he had it comfortably. So that was cool. Which brought us to two and three for the week. Not a terrible week, but it beats last week's over. And we're going to look at a couple other betting notes here. Um, so, uh, so far against the spread, Jaguars are 6-3 and three overall. They're 2-3 and three at home now, 4-0 on the road, 4-1 and one as favorites, 2-2 two and two as underdogs. And this week, they will be 6.5-point favorites with a game total of 40. And I've got some props I looked at here that intrigue me. I haven't made my mind up for my final picks yet but 
I thought it was interesting we find Christian Kirk at 10 yards higher than Calvin Ridley finally. They've been hovering right around the same um, as far as prop yardage goes. With Earlier in the season, you'd see Ridley above Kirk, obviously, but the last handful of games here, they've been really close, so it's very notable that Vegas has finally shifted this to 10, 10 yards between the two. If I'm going to take a shot at Ridley... I don't trust the yardage. I don't tr- like. I just don't trust it. But the one thing I might take a shot at would be over twenty-one and a half longest reception. So over twenty-one and a half yards for his longest reception. Like I said, the Doug mentioning taking more shots and the Titans secondary is just bad. So I could see Trevor and Calvin hooking up one time at least here for a nice long game. Ingram is at 44 and a half yards, which which is right about where he's been hanging out most of the season. And I think that's a pretty reasonable expectation here as we see probably a lot of work to him again right behind Kirk. I do like Levis interception over a half again, but this one's juiced down to minus 145. We caught Purdy last week at plus money, which is great, even though it didn't pull through. I'm Like I said, haven't finalize the picks i might have levis on here i feel good about him throwing a pick i mean jags d's done solid at stopping the run forcing third and longs mike caldwell's done a good job at you know confusing quarterbacks forcing them into bad bad decisions for the most part so i think we get a levis interception i could see lawrence hitting his over on rushing yards at 16 and a half Like I said, there seemed to be a few times this week he could have pulled it and he didn't. I think he's getting better overall at deciding. Um, But this week, with the way the interior line just got absolutely blasted, he just he didn't honestly really have a shot. And finally, I kind of like the team total of 23 and a half. And now that I actually just said that out loud when I was thinking about how the Titans are really don't give up a ton of points when I was talking about uh, the, the fantasy scoring with quarterbacks. This is probably a really solid line. And I probably, now that I just talked it out loud, I'm probably going to, going to avoid it. So I do think the 23 and a half is like a really good line that Vegas has set. And I do think I'm going to avoid it, but that's going to wrap it up for me. As always, I appreciate anyone who stuck with me so far. Um, check out my, my, uh, weekly betting article Friday, see my final picks. Other than that, I'm out of here. Go Jags.